you are listening to The Soda Crime Show, Episode 1, Dead Man's Hand. Welcome to the first ever episode of The Sodak Crime Show. I'm your host, Riley Christofferson, and today I'm joined with my friend, Olivia Asville. Hello. I feel honored to be <laughs> yes. first. Okay, so now the reason why I wanted you, Liv, to be on the podcast today is because you aren't, like, native to South Dakota. So can you just give a quick, like, run-through of, like, where you were born and then the places you lived before you came to South Dakota? I was born in Sioux City, Iowa. I lived there for, like, two years, I think. And then my family moved to Three Rivers, Michigan, which is, like, a small town. It's, like, I don't know, like a half hour, hour away from, like, Mm -hmm. Kalamazoo, Michigan. And then we moved to Invergrove Heights, Minnesota, which is a suburb of St. Paul. Right. And then lived there for, like, six years. And then now we're on the fifth or sixth year of living in South Dakota. Woohoo! And then you got to meet me, and it was friendship ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay, so today, for the first episode, we're going to be doing a pretty famous South Dakota story, which is the story of Wild Bill Hickok. So if you're from South Dakota, you probably have heard of this story before. Um, I learned about it in elementary school in like third grade and we did a play about it and one of the scenes was like the what happened and so yeah so Liv you told me that you kind of know the story but I'm guessing you did not learn about it in elementary school so like no where'd you like find out about it or where'd you hear about it from without giving away anything that happens um I looked it up when you asked me if I knew who it was I told you not to do that <laughs> no you didn't I can Pull it up right now. I thought I did. Okay. Anyways, well, let's just get started then. I hope you don't know too much of the details. But even if you know the story, when I was researching it, I learned a lot more that I did not know before. So this should hopefully be pretty interesting. So let's get into it. Okay. So Wild Bill Hickok is considered a folk hero of the American Old West. He's known for his work across the frontier as a drover, wagon master, soldier, spy, scout, lawman, gunfighter, gambler, showman, and even an actor. All of those things are surprising to me, pretty much, except for the gambler and the gunfighter. But, you know. He's got a lot of talents, I guess. I know. He's like a man of many, many, many Many talents. Okay, so he earned a great deal of his notoriety in his own time. Much of it was bolstered by the outlandish and, like, fabricated tales that were told about him. So a lot of the reports of his exploits are known to be uh, fictitious, but they remain on the basis. They remain the basis of much of his fame and his reputation. And he even told a lot of his own stories um, that a lot of them, like, we don't know if they're actually true or not. So his real name is James Butler Hickok, and he was born in Illinois in 1837. He grew up in a time where most of America, especially the new frontiers like the Midwest, was pretty much lawless. I think that would be kind of fun to just like, well, not fun, but it'd be kind of interesting to like live in a time where you can kind of do whatever you want and And nobody really knows who's in charge. Like explore stuff. Yeah, right. So he was drawn, Hickok was drawn to this ruffian lifestyle, and then he headed west at 18 as a fugitive from justice. Um, He worked as a stagecoach driver, and then later he worked as a lawman in the frontier territories of Kansas and Nebraska. 
again, I think that's kind of interesting that he's, like, a fugitive, but then also he goes yeah, and becomes, like, a sheriff and stuff like that. Yeah, that's weird to me. Right. It's just, you can kind of do whatever you want, because, you know, the people who are in charge aren't really following the law, because there's not really a law. Right. Anyways, so he also fought um, and spied for the Union Army during the American Civil War, and he gained publicity after the war as a scout marksman actor and professional gambler um over the course of his life he was involved in several notable shootouts um now that's definitely something they did not teach us in school they didn't he was kind of like almost a good guy when we learned about him he's i mean he's got some good qualities but overall he's not the best person (laughs) okay so a fun fact that i learned about him was that in 1857, he was mauled by a bear in Kansas. Oh, fun. Right. Which, I mean, I feel like that's something that can really add to a person's personality, you know? Like, I always forget there's bears in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I, like, where? I don't know. <laughs> I've never been to Kansas. I don't, I don't, Anyways. I don't know where. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um... So with the shootouts, he was known to have killed six or seven men in these gunfights, but he told everyone the number was much higher than that, but there's no evidence to actually say that it is higher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we get too deep into the story that we're telling that happened in South Dakota, we're going to talk about another person involved in the story, and that person is Martha Jane Canary, better known as Calamity Jane. Oh, Right. So I remember in school when we did the play, I was so jealous of the girl who got to play Calamity Jane because she got to like wear the best costume and I really wanted to wear it. But what I was were you? I was the narrator because I oh. could read really well and it was like third graders. So they were like, pick the girl who can read the best. So that was me. Anyways, um, um, and uh, going with that, her name, Calamity Jane, like I think that's kind of cool. And I was thinking that people should still get nicknames like that, like Wild Bill Hickok, Calamity Jane. Like, they should still do that, but they don't. And so I took a quiz, as any rational person would do. Quarantine. And it was, it was the longest quiz of my life. Like, <laughs> usually they're like 10, 5, 10 questions. This was like 30 questions. It was so <laughs> dumb. And it ended up just telling me that the name I should have was Bojangles. <laughs> Which is, I'm pretty sure that's like a fast food restaurant somewhere in the South or something, which is like, that's fun. Anyways, so Calamity Jane, she is known as a frontiers woman and she was born in Missouri. And in 1876, she settled down in Deadwood, South Dakota, where she met Wild Bill Hickok. So at the time, though, Deadwood was, it was Deadwood, Dakota territory because South Dakota and North Dakota were still together. Right. So, but Deadwood is in South Dakota now. Um, so she met Wild Bill Hickok there. Uh, have you ever been to Deadwood, Liv? Yes. Have you ever gone we, out there? We drove through it. We didn't really, like, stay a whole lot, but I did see it. <laughs> right. So it's kind of, it's very, it's kind of a touristy town, sort of, yeah. in the Black Hills. They kind of kept it, that same sort of, like, older West feel. So when you go there, it kind of almost feels like you're living the life. But there's laws, so not as fun. (laughs) Okay, so 
Jane also, she claimed that she was married to Hickok at a point, but nobody can actually confirm that, so we don't know. But based on her reaction to what happens, she was obviously very intrigued, and um, she cared about him a lot, so maybe. Anyways, so earlier I mentioned that Hickok was known as an actor Mm -hmm. um, in 1873, so Buffalo Bill Cody, uh, who did, like, Wild Bill's um, Wild West show, which was something that happened around Midwest area. Like, I remember I read a book recently that was about the World's Fair that happened in Chicago, and that was a show that was at the World's Fair. And it was actually funny because um, it was, like, right at the entrance of the fair. And so a lot of people who came, like, went to the show first, and they thought that was it. Like, it was so good that they were, like, that's the whole World's Fair, and they went home without (laughs) actually going into the place. They thought that was all there was. So anyways, so uh, Buffalo Bill Cody invited Hickok to join their group after their success with the World's Fair. And Hickok hated acting so much. He would hide behind the scenery. And one show, he, like, he shot at the spotlight because it focused on him. So he's got a, you know, he's kind of a quick, like, hot-headed guy. Just, you know, do whatever he wants. Just So, yeah. And obviously, after that happened, he was released from the group pretty quickly. So he's only there for a few months. <laughs> Wonder why. So his acting career was, was pretty short, but it happened. Anyways, so he in 1876, he was diagnosed by a doctor in Kansas City, Missouri with uh, glaucoma. And so, do you know what glaucoma is? Yes. I feel like I should know what it is. It runs in me. my family. It's um, when the pressure in your eye is messed up and it can cause, mm-hmm. like, blindness. Uh I see. You have to take, like, eye drops for it now. Uh, speaking of eye drops, I just got over the worst case of pink eye I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. It was so awful. <laughs> I've never had pink eye. I've been pretty it lucky. It was the doctor. I wa- she walked in. She's, like, looked at me for one second. was, like, that is the worst case of pink eye I've seen in <laughs> so long. And I was, like, great. Awesome. Yikes. So that was a fun thing I had to go through. So that's why this podcast is a little bit later than I wanted it to come out. But you got to do what you got to do. Anyway, so he was diagnosed with glaucoma. And he was just 39 at the time. So his marksmanship and his health were in decline, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, At that point, he had been arrested several times for vagrancy, which is like homelessness, despite having a good income from his gambling and his displays of showmanship from only a few years earlier. So at this point, he made his way to Deadwood, and he did a lot of gambling in Deadwood. Where I'm, you can still gamble in Deadwood today, yeah. which you know, fun times. <laughs> what else is there so, to do in Deadwood? Exactly. <laughs> so on August first, this is where the story gets spicy. On August first, eighteen seventy six, Hickok was playing poker at Nettle and Man's Saloon Number Ten in Deadwood, Dakota Territory. And then when a seat opened up at the table, a drunk man named Jack McCall sat down to play. And he lost bad, which, like, makes sense because he was drunk. And how can you do well when you're drunk? So Hickok actually encouraged McCall to quit the game until he could cover the losses. And he even offered to give McCall some money for breakfast the next day. And although McCall accepted the money, he was insulted because, you know... 
Bitter. The only thing important <laughs> to most men is their pride. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Anyways, so um the next day Hickak was playing poker again and he would usually sit with his back to the wall so he could see the entrance, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a thing that I do too. It's like I want to see safe. people. Duh. You know? It's like kind of back turn to like I don't know. It's just like when instinct, you I guess. Used to shooting and round people. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and back then, it makes a lot of sense. And so he was sitting, he usually sat with his back to the wall, but that day, the only seat available um, uh, had a ch- only had a chair that was facing away from the door. So he had his back no, to the door. No, it's already going to go downhill. Right. So he asked uh, another man at the table, his name's Charles Rich, to change seats with him, but he refused, which I mean, like, makes sense. So I bet everybody at that time didn't want to have their back to a door because, you know, there's no laws. So, at that time, McCall entered the saloon. He walked up behind Hickok. He drew his Colt model 1873 single-action army .5 caliber revolver. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he shouted, damn you, take that, before <laughs> shooting Hickok in the back of the head at point-blank range. That's a good choice of words. <laughs> right. I mean, I yeah, I guess. And so... Hickok obviously died instantaneously, and the hand of cards Hickok held is now known as Dead Man's Hand, which I thought was kind of a fun, cool fact. Well, was he going to um, win, or? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how poker works, but I don't think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> before before he died, that hand didn't exist, so it I must guess. not have been that good. I don't know how poker works. Anyways, so the bullet came out from his right cheek and it actually struck another player who was a riverboat captain named oh, William Macy. That's a two-in-one right there. Wait yeah, go. but it got him in the left wrist, so it didn't really do oh, that much damage. Man. Yeah. Um, and then this is actually pretty interesting. So Hickok actually may have told his friend Charlie Utter and others that he was traveling with that he thought that he would be killed in Deadwood. Oh, and he was. Oh, so, foreshadowing who? I know. Maybe we can add Psychic to his list of (laughs) talents. Maybe. I don't know. There you go. So, Calamity Jane, who we talked about earlier, supposedly went after Jack McCall with a meat cleaver after this. Ooh, get it. Because she had left all of her guns at her residence. Oh. She just kind of had to go with what she had. You should have, like, strapped it to her leg under her skirt or something. I know, right? (laughs) Anyways, so it was said that McCall's motive for killing Hickok is still a subject of speculation. Um, largely concerning McCall's anger at Hickok having given him money for breakfast the day before, after he lost really bad. And McCall was summoned for an informal miners jury, which is basically, like, a local group of miners and businessmen who make up this, like, um, informal jury. Um, McCall claimed that he was avenging Hickok's earlier slaying of his brother, which may might have been true because a man named Lou McCall was killed by an unknown la- lawman in Kansas but it's not known if M- the Lou McCall or and um John or what's his name Jack is it Jack McCall yeah Lou McCall and Jack McCall it's not known that if they were actually um brothers and it's also not known if uh Wild Bill Hickok was the guy who shot Lou McCall so did they just That's like kind of not write anything down? Jeez. <laughs> no, they don't have time. They're too busy playing poker and shooting, shooting people. Each other. <laughs> yeah. So, um, McCall was actually acquitted of the murder, which prompted an 
a newspaper called the Black Hills Pioneer to um, quote write, quote, if it ever be our misfortune to kill a man, we would simply ask our trial to may take place in some of the mining camps of these hills, unquote. So, you know, they just were like, yeah, if you kill somebody, just go to this informal jury who <laughs> apparently just acquits everybody. Um, so Calamity Jane was like, really mad at this point so she was it was said that she led a mob that threatened mccall with lynching oh she was kind of yeah calamity jane was kind of like honestly she was like her story she's kind of a badass like she did that she did all those things she stayed in deadwood for years after she like saved a runaway stagecoach full of people and then when there was small okay i know and then when there was smallpox years later she was a nurse in Deadwood for the smallpox um, epidemic that it was there. So she she did a lot of good along with her, you know, not so good <laughs> side. But she was going after a murderer, so like I'll cut her some slack. Right. Um. So after bragging about killing Hickok, McCall was then rearrested, and the second trial was not considered double jeopardy because of the regular jury that was used in the first trial. And because Deadwood was an Indian country. So the new trial was held in Yankton, which was the capital of Dakota Territory. And also the reason why Dakota Territory um, split up into South Dakota and North Dakota. So thank you for that. So we don't have to be a part of North Dakota because (laughs) no, thank you. Um, (laughs) Exactly. So so Hickok's brother... Uh, Lorenzo Lorenzo Butler traveled from Illinois to attend the retrial, and McCall was then found guilty oh, and sentenced to death. Um, he was hung on March 1st of 1877 and was buried in the Roman Catholic Cemetery. And then in 1881, the cemetery was moved, and when McCall's body was exhumed, the noose was still around his neck. Oh, my. And, yeah, and so that's the story of Wild Bill Hickok and the great shootout and the first episode of the Sodak crime show. So what do you think? I think that they should have saved the rope for the next killer, but. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wasn't expecting that, but like, maybe I do find it kind of weird that they just left it on there. They didn't even bother to like take it off. But again, things Crazy things happened in those times. I didn't know that Yankton was the capital of the Dakotas. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the whole reason why they split up in the first place. They was, like, the, the people up north wanted to, the capital to be in Bismarck. The people in the south wanted it to be in Yankton. Because, obviously, you want to, like, go to the capital right. and be able to get there. And so, if it was in Yankton, that's, like, way... Like, if you don't know Yankton is, like, in the very tippy-tippy corner of South Dakota, like, the farthest south in South Dakota you can get. And so the people up north were really mad because it was so far away. And so basically they split off and put their um, capital in Bismarck, and then we ended up putting ours in Pierre because it's, like, in the middle of the state, so it's easy for everybody to access here. So a little South Dakota history for you. Yeah, fun. There you go. The more you know. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess I just want to end this off by asking you, so this is the first episode of this podcast, and so I wanted to ask you what you thought of 
like when I first said that I was like making a podcast and I wanted you to be on the episode like what was your thoughts I thought that seems like a very Riley thing to do (laughs) right (laughs) I I, yeah I thought that all of our history teachers in a school would be proud of you well, I hope Mr. Morgan. I hope Mr. Morgan finds this. I hope he's <laughs> proud of me. <laughs> that would make my whole life exactly. And then I thought, yeah. um, what like if we would? I thought how would it would all work? Because I, like I said, I don't like listen to podcasts because I just don't right. have the attention span for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. It's not for everybody. So I don't. So you're know. gonna listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> Yeah, if you send me it. <laughs> of course, of course. The app off my phone even. Oh, gosh. I know. And I know it's but, like yeah. a new thing to do, and I just, I don't know. I just never got interested in it. Yeah, well, I just I just wanted to do something that would be a fun creative outlet for me and would be something fun to do throughout the summer when there's literally Especially nothing when, to do. Yeah, you don't have, like, you don't have to sit down and talk about it either. You can do it, like online so right you can exactly. do it anytime yeah right smart good job it's gonna be fun thank you well <laughs> thanks for being on this first episode thank you for and having me you're welcome i hope you enjoyed the story <laughs> I, and I did hope everyone i hope everyone out there also enjoyed the story and i hope you continue to come back and listen to more episodes as they come out so thank you everyone for listening thank you Liv, for being on the podcast and mm-hmm. i hope you all have a great day yeah Thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode of The Soda Crime Show. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you stick around for future episodes. Let me know if you have any suggestions for crimes you want me to cover, or let me know if you want to be a guest on my podcast in the future. Make sure to look out for any future episodes, and I hope you all have a great day.